We're going to be on the... Hey, don't be how you do it. Right side of the page, uh, towards the bottom. Hamibali ein kavoran the mitzrayim, etc. So, right now, Israel is, you know, penned in. They're at the shore of the Yamsuf, of the sea. And the Mitzri and the Egyptians are bearing down on them from behind. And they're starting to get very upset. So I say to Moshe Rabbeinu, now is it, was there a shortage of graves in Egypt that you had to take us here, that we should die here in the desert? Pretty, you know, harsh, harsh words. Kitov lanu avodes Mitzrayim mimuseinu ba'midbor. It's better that we be enslaved to Egypt than for our death here in the desert. So he wants to talk about this. These pretty harsh words here. But that you don't find in, in Torah like a sardonic comment, comment right? Yeah, yeah. He actually in another mimer he, he kind of he asked that question and then he explains how it really wasn't. <laughs> but that's a different mimer. But there's something in here also that we can get out of that, and, and uh, he brings up that point here too. So let's take a look at it. Pelia, he said, this is truly a wonder. Aldor Deya, right? This generation called the generation of knowledge, the one who left Egypt, saw the miracles of Hashem, the ten plagues, they were going to receive the Torah. They were extremely profound and knowledgeable people. Shekibu Torah. They were to receive the Torah. kol hanisim And after they saw all the miracles in Mitzrayim. Your question, Eric. How come this was written in the Torah, this kind of a comment? The words of the Torah are eternal. So it must be that there's something about their comment here which has eternal qualities to it that we, we need to know now. Otherwise, that would have been you know, left for them. Ulam. He said the Midrash. The Midrash writes, Shehoya Kitrug Godel. When Klai Yisrael stood there at the Yamsuf, there was a big kitrug, an accusatory force on them in Shemayim. And it was saying, Halalu halalu A famous Chazal. They came before Hashem, this Malach, this angel, and it says, Why are you going to save these ones, right, the Jewish people? These ones are idol, idol worshippers, meaning the Egyptians, and these ones are idol worshippers, meaning the Jews. What's the difference? So that was a certain deen a certain kind of judgment and accusation against Kala Yisrael spiritually that needed to be reconciled. So the question here, and I want, to, I want to tell you, I've always wondered this question. So he brings it up and I, I was very satisfied to see his approach to it. The Eze Avodah Avdu. What kind of Avodah were the Jewish people doing? They weren't, they weren't worshipping idols. They, they saw what happened in Mitzrayim. What were they doing? Halo Kasev Mishchu it says in the Torah just previously last week's Parsha take a Korban Pesach for yourself Mishchu Kuhu Lachem and what did they learn from there? Shemashchu Yudeihem Me'avodah Zorah that they withdrew their hands from any Avodah Zorah that they had so part of the mitzvah of Korban Pesach was actively withdrawing from any kind of Avodah Zorah that they may have had an attachment to and then offering the Korban Pesach so really both of those things are simultaneously. So what does it mean that they're serving Avodah Zorah? What's happening there? Ulam, Nira. So he says, it appears to me, Dixiv, Vayiramaod Vayisaku. The Jewish people were very frightened and they, and they cried out to Hashem. 
Now that's considered to be a good thing because they davened at the shore of the sea. They davened to Hashem. That was good. Vamru Chazal. What is it? What did the Chachamim say on this? Shara'u Saro Shel Mitzrayim. They saw the angel of Egypt. Every Malach, I'm sorry, every nation, the Chachamim tell us, has a Sar, which is the angel of that nation. So if a particular nation or a country, and they have, spiritually speaking, a Malach, a force, which represents them spiritually. That's called the Sar of that nation. Literally, it means an officer. And the Jewish people saw the Sar Shal Mitzrayim. They saw that Malach, which represented spiritually Mitzrayim, coming down against them. That's a pretty terrifying sight to see. It's not always good to see spiritually things, right? You can see things you might not want to see. The Lakach, therefore, Vayiru pardon me, they became very frightened when they saw this Sar of Mitzrayim bearing down on them. Vain Tema Lira Mehasar, he said, it's no wonder, he said, it's not difficult to understand how a person would be afraid of seeing that, what they saw. Kimadregas Hasar Higidola Mehamala. He says, the spiritual level of a Sar is even higher than a Mala. So it's, it's frightening to see an angel. It's even more frightening to see a Sar. And even more so when that Sar of Mitzrayim is bearing down against you, ready to do war. Just one sec. V'zu ha'yira ho'yitsa be'enehem So that fear for their level, for what was expected of them, that fear they experienced from perceiving that malach, that sar, that was like avodah For them, and for their context, and for their level, that was considered to, to be like the worship of idols. So as always with our chachamim, when you see a statement like that, it's like they were Oved Avodah We have to ask ourselves the question, in, in which way, in what context? Does it mean that we're bowing down to an idol? Because no, here it doesn't mean that. We don't see that. But it means that intense fear they experienced by perceiving the Sar of Mitzrayim. For their level, that was considered Avodah Zarah. Avi, you had a question? Yes, or I'm curious, and about this entity called Sar, right. which is over each nation, does it take on the personality of its nation? It's the other way around. The nation takes on the personality of itself. Yes. So this again is created. So each nations that we see are purely evil. That's the way God that's created. That's like Amalek, right? Yeah. The Sar Shalamolek would be a very destructive, evil force in the world. That's right. That Malach is the spiritual manifestation of that nation. So there are Shivi Mumas Olam. There are seventy nations of the world not including the Jewish people, 70 other nations of the world. Each one has a Tsar, and that Tsar is their really spiritual makeup. And the culture of a nation and its ways and its norms, they all flow from that spiritual identity. All right, for some reason then God wants that... That force needs to be in the world. To be in the world, for the Jews to reckon with it. To reckon with that force. And there may be some good things, you know, in that force too within that nation. Thank you. Yes, Mark? This makes an interesting question from way back. Tzadik Tzadik Um As far as the Arab nations, you know, this yes. is the, the other part, 
you know, of the, you know, the album. Would he also at some point picked up the saw or anything like that? He was not May Haplin. Uh, we don't really see it identified. You know, you see the Sar Shalesa because when Yaakov Avinu fought the wrestling match with that Malach, that was the Sar Shalesa. Mm -hmm. So there has to be one for Yishmael, although I don't recall an instance where it's, uh, where it's mentioned. Maybe that was the one that came to Hadar. Those Malachim, you think it was the, the Sar Shal Yishmael? Yeah. That's possible. I don't know. I don't think it's mentioned there. I, I know. It's not identified. I'm just I'm speculating, maybe. <coughs> there's a. Uh, it, that's the only situation I can think of where there's a, a connection between Shmuel and a. And a, uh, and a, mala. And a mala. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So, so yes, Dovi. Does he explore this further? This particular point? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take a little weiter. Shechashu, so when they saw this mal, this sar of Egypt and they were struck with fear, Shechashu shalo yihiyalohem tekuma chasishalom. They thought they would not be able to survive against this force. Lulakach, and therefore they said, Tov lanu b'mitzrayim. It was better for us there. We, we weren't going to die there. Lulakach choyalohem hakitrug halalu. And therefore, when they had that, and they, they thought they would not be able to survive against it, and they said, let's go back to Egypt, kind of referring back also to their old ways, this was all in the realm of the context of Avodah Zorah that they were guilty of at that time. So there's a couple of points there, though, as far as you're asking, right? So it's a fear, and it's also that they thought they would not be able to survive, and the fact that they wanted to go back. So those in Yanim for them were Avodazaras. So therefore, these words are written in the Torah. These strong, harsh words are in the Torah because Hashem wanted us to have a lesson from it for all generations. He wanted us to learn what they did wrong so we can hopefully try and not repeat it. Sha'af Shebene Yisrael that even if the Jewish people think to low levels, lowest of levels, and there are therefore all kinds of accusatory forces against us, you know, spiritually speaking, because of our behavior, even so, God will always help the Jewish people, support the Jewish people because of his great rachamim and his compassion for us. So just like there, when they said, you know, you know, are we going to go back, let, let us go back to Mitzrayim, and it was a low point for them, but nonetheless Hashem still, despite that, still saved them because of his rachamim. And this therefore occurred, Dafka, when we left Mitzrayim, this is a point brought down in many Sforim that the, our, our exodus, our redemption from the exile of Mitzrayim, it's a prototype for all future redemptions of the Jewish people. It's the opening of the gate. Right? So we were enslaved there, we were oppressed there, and we were redeemed. That's the Pesach. That's 
the opening for all of our future redemptions, including the one of Mashiach, Bimir Bimenu. And therefore there is a similar occurrence that this portends for the future. Says that's why when it pertains to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kla Yisrael is often identified as Hashem's children. He gives a few examples. Hamavir Banav, God caused his children, Banav, to pass through the sea, the Yam, Ben Gizrayamsu, right? Vera'u Banav, and his children saw his might, his might and his power. Again, Banim. So why is it emphasizing that relationship of Banim to God, to God at Yutthias Mitzrayim? Kilo hayu ru'uyin liga'ula, because the truth that we were not worthy of being redeemed. Rak mitzad shehem Banav, only in that we are God's children. So worthy or not, he's gonna he's got ready or not, here here I come, he's gonna he's gonna save us. And this is called in the words of the Mukubalim, the words of the Kabbalists, the shame katnus. That we were in a level of katnus, of smallness in Mitzrayim. And that that means many things. It means in terms of our perception of Hashem, our service of Hashem, we did not have what you'd call now an expanded consciousness, you know. A deep level of awareness. We were like small, constrained consciousness, cotness. But interestingly enough, he says we were also called God's children. So a katan, a child, is another word for a child. A katan is a minor, right? A child. So we were in the state of cotness of this childlike, unaware state, um, not, you know, not, not doing well as far as our perception of Hashem. But that also had childlike qualities to it. Like when a child does something wrong, the parent knows it's a child, it's a child. Shiyatiyas Mitzrayim haya bediluk. Therefore the Mukabalam said that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim occurred through a skip, a jump. And what that means, we've seen this many times, it was not a step-by-step progression of getting out of Mitzrayim, it was a leap. It was a huge leap that God decided Mitzrayim. We were like little banim, little katanim, and Hashem yanked us out all at once, not level by level. So it says, therefore, this, this story and these words, that what they said and their harsh words is a lesson for us that even when we're feeling like that in our own lives, in our own personal lives, and there may be some kitrugim against us, there's still nothing standing in our Kaddish Baruch way from saving the Kali Yisrael. Josh, yeah. I got a couple of different thoughts. Uh, Please. Um, it was a Pesach when we had Yitzhiyas right. time, and I was reminded of Pesach and Gracious where it says uh, sin crouches by a the door. Pesach, mm-hmm. So that was, and, and like children at a fearful point, we faltered, I think, you say, mm-hmm. that we said. But uh, it also illuminates, uh, there's a Midrash in Gemara uh, and Shabbos where Hashem goes to each of the Avos and he says, your children have sinned against me. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he goes, he actually goes to Abba first and Yaakov, and they don't defend us. But he went to like Yitzchak. Like mm-hmm. And the first thing that Yitzchak says is, all of a sudden, they're my children? They were your children over here. <laughs> <laughs> we know that line, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's, you know, don't ever think that the, the Gemara is too, like, lofty. You know? But it, it just, it's, it's really beautiful to think, you know, he, 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 he defended us by saying, 
that all these times we were your children and and Swiss there, even over and above everything else. So you know, don't don't uh, don't destroy us here. And that's the, the rabbi says that's the last in love. Oh, you know. Right. Oh. Right. Very good. At Kiddush this past shop, I overheard someone saying to their wife, your, your daughter is outside without her coat on. <laughs> I said, not your daughter. <laughs> Don't you come in Yeah, it's, just, it's a different angle, but it's kind of this, this top part about fear. So, and and he doesn't, doesn't really explore it. Right, he doesn't it, leave it that part. It's a different message. Mm-hmm. So that's where my question is. You know, the, the, there's a lot, you know, just, on our in our lives, you know, there's all the ways we experience fear. There's you know, then there's your shemayim with another type of fear. There's you know, years years of chachamim perhaps, and then this thing is you know, years of of, a, of this terrifying spiritual force that is seen to be as on their level. You know, was is the issue. Is the fear the issue, or is the repercussion of the fear that they wanted to go back to Mitzrayim because of the fear? I'm not sure what he's commenting on, and right. I guess so my overall question is about fear in general. Right. You know, what, what right. can we Very good. Very good question. You know, as I see it, it's the extent of the fear that they had, and therefore it's repercussions. Now that the fear in itself is understandable because of what they saw. But when a person is against an enemy and they fear that enemy, there's something good about that because they're, they're aware that their enemy is strong. But then they have to take that fear and then make sure it doesn't overpower them. So they become helpless and they thought, Lo hai salahem tukuman. We can't survive against this. So I think the extent of the fear was it was too much. And therefore it, it caused the repercussion of we're all going to die and let's go back to where we were before. Or had, had the fear been more contained, mm-hmm. you know, a justifiable fear and a contained fear, which was expected of them according to their level, then that would, have, that would not be considered to be a departure, you know, from the Avodah Sashem. That's, that's how I see it. So, so when, yeah. when the Malachim are saying, comparing the two uh, in terms of Ozar, it's not it sounded like this was based on the fear factor, but it, but the way I'm hearing it is, it's not necessarily the fear; it's the repercussions of fear, which then put the Jews at that time. But I think it's but I think it, it's the fear, meaning because it was so magnified, mm-hmm. the extent of the fear, not the fear itself. That I think is justifiable, as, as I see okay. it. But the extent of the fear was like a bizarre for them, and then its repercussions. I think both things were like that. So could it be comparable, like maybe Avin, and this is army experience, but if you know you're going to win, if you know you have the firepower behind you, and you, let's say you know your enemy is, you, you're definitely going to win and you have a small enemy, there might be fear in going into the battle because of what's coming against you, but if you're very clear that what is behind you, then that fear is going to be in a certain place. Once it turns around, it becomes much bigger and then it destroys it's, you. It's an indication of a whole right. problem. In right. The and they were, again, it's expectations, but their level was great. They were expected to have that level of fear, of, of belief, Hashem is behind us, yeah. which they did have experience short time later by Yaminu by Hashem of Moshe Avdo. 
Mm -hmm. So they got to that point, but at this point they were still a little lacking in that. Bishop? So um, would part of this then be that when fear is experienced, that really it, um, in a way, uh, should be offset by faith, so that um, so that faith should overcome all fear that we have. Ultimately, right. So it's not having the fear, which is the shortcoming, that's just human, but in, in your language, not going to the amuna, to the faith in God, to offset and ultimately overcome that fear. That would be the shortcoming. It, it seems like before them was overt manifestation that the Barnshalam's in charge and the Tsar and that they kind of defocused on this and became totally focused on that so that the, that the Tsar was ultimately in charge right. of them at that right. moment. They ascribed too much co-op to the Tsar. Right. That's the extent of their fear. Mm -hmm. And then taking that away from Hashem, that's the point of Avodah Zorah there. Yeah. Which is a wonderful, I mean, it's, it's very much a, you know, how many times did I, oh, this is, you know, I mean, I'm sh I forgot that there's something else, like, really. <coughs> right, right. There's a uh, Baal Shem, Baal famous comment in Shema, Vesartem Vavatem Elohim Aferin. And if you stray and you worship another god, the Baal Shem says, Vesartem, as soon as you stray, Vavatim Elimachim, you are, you are worshipping another God. As soon as it's Vesartem, it's not, it's not a consequence of Vesartem, but that's instantaneous. So there's different levels of Avodah Zorah that we have to contend with. Have you had a comment well, Something I'd read elsewhere, and it, it, it says that when he took us out of Mitzrayim at first, it was just as you mentioned, it was, we're taken out as children. Right. Just a father stepping in and said, time to show power, I got it, see this. Save my kids. And once they were out, then it goes to where Chaim Kodesh says, I think this is where they're faulted for what I was. They had stepped all of a sudden back away and said, he's not so powerful, I guess, because there's this other thing that looks even more powerful, mm -hmm. and, and yet they had witnessed the power. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just rest disagreeing with what he said. Now, I, I want to take obvious point and you go to the next mimer because it goes right into it about this, all right? If you turn the page onto page Sadik Ches, and um, on the right column also toward the bottom right. Vayar Yisroel Tayyad HaGadola Vadomer Vayaminu Vashem Moshavda. We say this every day in davening, two right before us, Yosher. And the Jewish people saw Hashem's mighty hand, his, his great hand. They, they saw it, Vayar. And then Vayaminu Vashem Moshavda. They believed in Hashem and in Moshe, his servant. Vayar and Vayaminu. They saw and then they believed. So the Rim writes, Yisrael. After the Torah writes and the Jewish people saw, that means they really perceived this, Namar Vayaminu. It says and they believed. What do you mean? When you see something with your eyes, you're not believing anymore. You know it. What's Vayar and then Vayaminu? It's not faith anymore. Hainu, and that is. Even after you see something with your very eyes, you still have to have emuna. Now this could be taken in a number of ways, but I'm just going back to what you said. People ask the question, like, if I only saw one miracle, you know, then I would believe, right? 
I just need to see one thing. Just show me one splitting of the sea or just one mun from heaven. And then I would be I would be a believer and I would keep you know, all the mitzvahs. And I think the response to that is that only for that moment. At the moment, you saw the miracle, yeah. Tomorrow, no. Because once it's out of your, of your vision and it becomes part of your memory and then those things take, take over, it's not, you're not seeing it anymore. It will only last for that moment. So Vayar and Vayaminu. At that moment, they still saw. They saw Hashem, His great hand. And then the experience starts to pass. Vayaminu Vashem of Masha Abdo. You still have to have a Muna. Savi, in your point, they saw everything in Mitzrayim. And then, for a moment, they see this terrifying sar coming down on them from Mitzrayim, and they're, they're seeing that, they're exposed to that, still. Even with seeing that, with that perception, thinking that you know what's out there, you still have to resort to Amuna, even when you think that you know. No, I agree. That's an emphasis of your, your point. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, Josh. This is Misa. I'm not sure which Rebbe it was about. Maybe the concert, but somebody said to him, um, what, what's the big deal about a Mooney? Even my maidservant believes that there's a God. He said, but I know there's a God. Right, right. That Misa really is in, said in the context of the Magad of Mezrich when he went to see the Baal Shem Tov. Oh. Right, so some say it was the Pnei Yoshua, and others say it was somebody else who asked him, what did, you, what did you learn from the Baal Shem? So the Magad was already a God al-Hador. He was already an extremely great person. So he said, I learned that there is a God. So he said, you learned there is a God. And he calls in his, you know, one of the servants there and says, is there a God? They said, of course there is a God. He said, for that you have to go to the Baal Shem's house? <laughs> so then he answered, she says, I know. This yeah. is the same thing. Like, right. Like Which is the chronology here with this second one? Is this before or after? This is before or after? The Tsar experience with the Tsar. This is after. This is after. Yeah, it's after Kriyas Yamsev, right before they said Shira Sayyam. Okay, so, so then there is this other aspect of the Amina uh, of believing, which is not forever, because that question always comes in. After this whole experience, how could there then be, you know, golden calf and mm -hmm. a zillion mm -hmm. other things? Right. And there's always a makam. There's always a makam, you know, for some kind of conflict or, or doubt, even after a great vision. So is that a question on this, on this, on this mimer? I'm not sure what you mean, though. In other words, the mimer says they saw, mm -hmm. and then they believe. Right. And, and I'm saying that, but that belief is not something that's a permanent belief necessarily because there are other incidences that, that came later where they had to oh okay yeah so they so believed now right right yeah they believed at that point of course there's also something about whenever the Torah says something it, it has long lasting impression so there's a um, an aspect of this which is still with us now with us, with you and me, because it's there in the Torah. But I think just the Thib Shuto, what, what you said, is, is, is accurate. That was reflecting what they experienced right then. And then later on, they had other crises of, of faith. Hilliard? Yeah. I, 
I'm not sure, but I think I saw once an idea that, that um, when it says Vayar uh, uh, and Vayar and then it says Az Yashir, mm -hmm. that the Az Yashir is, is on the Vayar Vayar that then as a consequence of seeing and having a Muna, then they could have Shira, and the Shira is a way, uh, was a way of making it an eternal thing. That eternalized the experience, the, 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 the sheer. experience of seeing and having. That's very nice. Planting it into very nice. It fits well into the lesson as yashir, which is a future tense. But the, you know, all the before shemas, it should have said as sure. Then they sing. Why does it say as yashir? Then he will sing. But you're saying that the sheer, you know, eternalized it. Right. So that fits very nicely into the lesson of yashir. And I yeah. think Rashi also says by Yashir that the Yud has to do with Makshava, if I remember. Mm, I, don't, I don't recall. I don't recall, sorry. That's in yeah. the next, the next time column. He brings it. What did he say? Second in the next column. Rashi. I see it. As Yashir Moshe, Isa Barashi Zahayud al Shema Makshava Ne'amra. Right, so he wants to answer this question also. Why does it say Yashir, which is future tense? So Rashi says that it's going on machshava, on their thought. So their thought, just also the fiapshad, their thought and their song was unified. Hainu shakol hayehudi lo nivra elokadei lekadish esamachshava, that each Jew was created only for the purpose of sanctifying their thought, their machshava. A cryptic statement. <laughs> yes, I learned that there was another thought that the. It's related back to the Sar, right? But that that they saw that that whole spiritual framework of of, of Mitzrayim and of Odazar, that it was that it was it was saying that the wheels also brought that the wheels of the the, of chariot. the chariots are the, are this spiritual system of Mitzrayim that was in their belief mm -hmm. so overpowering. Mm -hmm. And when they saw that whole system as not being real, then they could sing. So, so they saw the whole culture, the 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 wheels that were turning their culture, and the demise of that. And the, but not just the the spiritual, mm -hmm. the spiritual power of, of that Tuma culture. and of Mitzrayim. Mm -hmm. And then when they saw it destroyed, then they had yeah. a gesture. Right? And the word sheer encompasses the word suck. Okay, why don't we dive in Mincha? We have to do it. Your chest will be back by 1.40, right? So this is a short one. We should be enough time for you, okay? Thank you, Reverend.